Hello and welcome to another episode of the Punt Return Podcast. Uh, I'm Josh Wine. I'm joined by Daryl Woodford, uh, fresh off his break, two weeks away in the European sunshine, but uh, good week for the cruncher and we'll get into that in a minute, but how how are you doing, Daryl? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, nice couple of weeks away. I, to be honest, did very little DFS, very little betting. Um, I better, I put in my horse race selections each night for the um, Spring Carnival, Melbourne yep. Cup kind of readings, but... Yep, otherwise left it and had a nice peaceful couple of weeks. How how did you fare in the, the Melbourne Cup? Uh we had the winner in the Melbourne Cup. It was I had I had six, seven horses in that that I yep. thought were slightly overrated. Um I ended up plus, you know, a few percent. So not I won, which was good. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's the toughest race to really bet on. I think like a lot of people I'd rather just not bet on that day. I think I feel like there's other tracks probably late, earlier in the week that are that are better value and a little bit easier to read form wise. But anyway, um, if you, if you're just joining us, uh, we're, we're 10 weeks into the NFL season. Um, and the state of the NFL at the moment, we've got the Rams, Chiefs and Saints, uh, the, the three elite teams, they're entrenched at the top of the hierarchy of the NFL and they just keep on winning and keep on winning with ease. We've got a couple of teams on a couple of streaks at the moment, the Steelers and the Chargers of late. And then the NFC is a bit of a crowded mess. Um, of talented teams. So five teams are fully out of the playoff contention just about. And then there's 11 teams outside of the Rams and Saints that uh, are after... Sorry, another nine teams, 11 teams if you include the Rams and Saints. So there's nine teams competing for four playoff spots. And included in that list is the four and five Philadelphia Eagles who sit outside the playoff picture. The defending Super Bowl champions. There's been 16 instances um, across the 52 times that... uh, the defending champs have missed the playoffs, so we could see the Eagles potentially be number 17. So when we head into Week 11, there's a lot at stake, and the lines are the, you know across the board. Um, as we mentioned in the uh, fantasy DFS down under pod, there's only sort of one big favorite this week. The rest are all within a touchdown, so it's going to make for an interesting week. Um, and looking at Week 11, just looking at sort of the DVOA between teams, there's a lot of clashes between teams that are like next to each other in DVOA ratings and obviously headlined by Kansas City NLA. Two 9-1 teams and highest over-under point total of all time, 63.5. And, um, and this, this game between two 9-1 teams is the fifth meeting since 1970 between teams with one or fewer losses in Week 11 or later. So a lot... A lot to play, but before we get to week eleven, week ten results. How did uh, how did the model go in your absence? Uh, because I know you it, it went good last week, so you'll be kicking yourself that you're overseas. Yeah, I so I didn't bear them. Um, I'm literally the first time I've seen the results of this. Is your um, notes here in our um, working document? But yeah, it yeah. looks like it was a good week. Um, a few few good winners. Uh, the NFL is trending pretty well this year overall, so pleased about that, and yeah, it sounded like it was a good week in my absence. Yeah, well, across across the board from, you know, from what I read on Twitter and just speaking to people around, week 10 was not a good result for a lot of betters, pros and Joes. A lot of people were really, I think, super contest, the most popular five super contest picks went two and three or one and four, uh, so there was a lot of, you know, big favorites losing, so Tennessee were, you know, a six and a half point dog, they won outright the the model was on that. Buffalo was six and a half underdogs and an orange play by the model. They won outright as well. Cleveland were four and a half. That that got out to six as well. Um, and then that ended up being, I think, a green play for for uh, the model. And that won outright as well. But uh, one thing that, that was a green play and was one of the biggest sort of man versus machine plays of the season. And unfortunately, you weren't here when we went through this game. But Cincinnati were like a plus 11% edge on the model. 
Um, Josh and I were on the Saints, and in an overwhelming result, uh, we beat the man. Finally, got the edge over the model um, with Cincinnati <laughs> just flaming out and losing by like forty something points. So uh, um, the model crashed. It, it crashed and burned on that one. But um, overall, yeah. did had a much better week than us. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have them. Um, the the big edge is always interesting. I it's something that. We're just we're putting out an article at the moment that talks about the edge in a bit more detail and some of the ways that we kind of look at the model. One of the things that's interesting is whether they reach the point where the percentage becomes so high that there's something that's not included in the model, mm. and that's something we're going to do a bit more study on as we go forward. Because I mean, it's bound to happen. There's news that breaks on Twitter that isn't, for example, on the official NFL injury feed, yep. um, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting area, but yeah, good. Good for the uh, man to beat the machine once. It won't yeah. happen too often. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, like even even the good guys have to beat the Terminator every now and then. So that's how you get a trilogy. Um, yeah. So Woot, uh, he put the mocker on those two six and a half point favorites. Um, both of them last year's Super Bowl teams. They lost outright, um, and he was on them both. Um, but he had New Orleans to to cover, and he had Arizona as well. A lot of uh, a little sort of a contrarian play. A lot of people just. Not tipping against the Chiefs, but Arizona did well to cover. And at one point, we're within a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So kudos to Arizona. Um, and then I went 5-2 and two on the week. Started brilliantly with that over 51 in Carolina-Pittsburgh game. That went over very easily. Um, and then uh, Green Bay covered their 9.5-point spread. And then Seattle, um, Russell Wilson as a 10-point underdog was just uh, unbelievable value. I, I still can't believe that was the line in that game. Um, and then the Giants won outright for me. Um, covering that plus three. Philly, um, unfortunately lost for me and Woot big time. That was our lock of the week in your absence. Um, so we put the absolute mocker on the lock of the week and then under 47 um, in the Jacksonville uh, indie game was another loss for me. But my Colts got the win, so I'll take it. Um, it's <laughs> fine. Um, I've got to mention as well, the NFL article we do every week went 4-1 and one in our college football article, my best week ever on college football, finally. I knew it was coming. Uh, we went 5-0 and against the spread last week, so I hope people were following that. I hope people didn't jump off ship after my absolutely disastrous September, but I think we're back over 500 now. I need to recalculate that um, now. So, you know, you just got to stick with it. It's a, it's a long game. Yep. It's a long game. Yep. So long season, especially yep. college football. <laughs> yep. All right, before we get into week 11, just a quick word from Stats Insider. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Always gamble responsibly. Okay, week 11 time. Buffalo, Cleveland, Jets, Miami, Pats, and San Fran all have the buy this week. So a bit of a limited showing, but... Some really good games this week, starting with uh, Thursday Night Football, Green Bay at Seattle. Seattle are two-and-a-half-point favorites, totals 49. Both teams really need to win just kind of outside that playoff picture. One of those, two of those NFC teams that are vying for those four spots. Wood and I don't want a bar of it. Um, yeah, we don't want to pick against Aaron Rodgers, really, but then we also respect Seattle and think they are a pretty decent team, despite what many thought going into the season. So this is more just a popcorn game for us, so we're not going to have any play whatsoever in this one. Not much from um, the model either. I mean, under 49.5, under 50 would possibly make it a small orange play on the under, but yeah, otherwise just pass. Yeah, I don't mind that um, if I was going to lean away. Um, both teams, you know, despite having Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, have been running the ball really well the last couple of weeks, so that always bleeds the clock and has longer drives, so that could be an avenue to go. But if it does end up being a shootout, um, we could see plenty of 
points because those quarterbacks can exploit a defense. But, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be out of that one. Uh, Carolina minus four at Detroit. Detroit uh, off a loss to the Bears. Carolina off hammering from the Pittsburgh Steelers. The total is 51. Uh, yeah, Woot doesn't have a play on this one. Um, I'm leaning towards the over in this one. I just think that these two teams... Um, are, uh, and it's backed up by statistics and, and DVOA. Both are better on offense. Both are in the sort of bottom third um, in DVOA defense. I think that's going to be um, a lot of points. I do think uh, the Panthers will be able to put up some points. And Detroit, you know, they've been bad the last couple of weeks, but they've been on the road against good defenses. So now they're back at home against, a, you know, a, an easier defense. So I do think Detroit will be able to put up some points, even if they're without sort of Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, who they've traded. So I do think uh, this could be a little bit of a shootout. Um, I'm tempted by the Panthers, but I'm just not confident. Um, I, I always kind of like picking Detroit as a home dog, but I'm not quite bold enough to pick uh, against the Panthers in this spot. Um, so we don't have much on the total. Um, we make this Panthers by two, so Detroit plus four is pretty attractive. That's a green play at the moment. Um, it's another one of those where we're green spread um, orange money line, so we're orange on Detroit money line as well. Okay, so there you go. Detroit is an orange play for the Stats Insider model. Um, I'll I'll have the over probably in my article, which will drop uh, Friday morning, so uh, you can check out more details on why I like the over as well. Uh, Dallas at Atlanta. Atlanta minus three. The total is 48. What's the model like here? Uh, nothing. We're nothing. pretty much... Have this exactly, Atlanta by three, total 48. Yeah, I like the Falcons here. Um, I think they're much better at home on, on the turf rather than away from home on the grass. Um, they did very well to battle their way back to four and four after starting one and four and now dropping a game. They're another team that's kind of vying for that uh, one of those four playoff spots. Same with the Cowboys, who I think, you know, they're on a short week after playing in prime time or a shorter week after playing on prime time, and then they've got to go um, across the country. Um, they haven't won sort of back-to-back games all season long. So I do think the Falcons um, will be much better here. I think they'll be able to put up plenty of points, and it's up to up to Dallas to exploit a bad Falcons defense to stay in it. Um, I do think uh, Atlanta can uh, get the points here. Dallas defense has been good, but they haven't played an, an offense against Atlanta. I think six of their opponents have all been ranked in the bottom 10 in offense. So this is a real test for this Dallas defense. So that's something to monitor. So... I'll be on the Falcons here while it's uh, while it's a flat three. If it moves to three and a half, um, I'm definitely out. I don't know if it'll get to two and a half, but um, I'll be just keeping an eye on that one. Uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. No no line yet. Um, no total, obviously. If you don't have a line, you don't have a total. The reason there's no line is because uh, Joe Flacco is questionable at this point. Um, I do think either way, Baltimore will be favorite in this game. I think if Joe Flacco starts, it'll likely be you know, the Ravens by three and a half, just given how banged up Cincinnati are right now. Um, AJ Green also questionable or doubtful to play for the Bengals. If Lamar Jackson does start, I think it'll probably be two points minus one and a half. Um, so obviously the model works off uh, what the line and total is. So there's just absolutely nothing from the model yet. Yeah, no, nothing yet. Um, I imagine it'll go up in the next couple of days, but yeah, it depends on the injury timeline. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I do think I do like Baltimore in this spot, but I need to see need to see the line. I think they're backed into a corner. They're a better team than their record suggests. They've just been in a bit of a slump, um, so this could be a, a good game for them. But obviously, it depends on all sorts of that injury news. All right, uh, Pittsburgh minus six on the road facing Jacksonville. The totals forty seven and a half. 
uh, I think we might have our lock of the week here, potentially. Um, Woot has texted through his, his tips. He's on the Jags plus six. I'm on the Jags plus six. And I think the model likes Jags plus six as well. Yeah, last time I checked this, we had the, um, Pittsburgh winning this by three and a half to four points. So yeah, plus six is an orange play at the moment. Yeah, I it opened four and a half and it's moved straight. I, I liked it even at five and now it's gone out to six. So I like it even more. Um, yeah, I just don't understand why. Like I know like Steelers are on a sort of five-game winning streak and they had that amazing primetime win against the Panthers and then the Jags are on a bit of a losing streak. But I think that line's a little bit inflated when a team has just a huge win in primetime. But Thursday Night Football has kind of been like that for a while. Like our home teams have always kind of been blowing out teams. We saw it with Houston earlier against Miami and things like that. So uh, we saw it with San Fran against uh, the Raiders as well. So it, it's it's a little bit funny. I do think that that line's inflated. Last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars had the Steelers' edge. They they beat them twice in Heinz Field. They know how to play them. They're, they're backed into a corner here. Leonard Fournette's back. Uh, I just think six is too big. So the Steelers might win, but uh, I don't think they cover that six-point spread. So uh, we'll, we'll double back for the lock of the week, but it looks like that might be it might be the lock, which makes me a bit uneasy, but uh, but I like that we're all on the same page here. Um, you know, in a tough week, I've, I found it hard to get five plays, so um, very tough week. Uh, Tennessee at Indy, another couple of AFC South teams. Uh, this is a massive game in terms of the division race um, with Houston uh, playing on the road against Washington. You know, a win here by either the teams closes that gap for the for the division, and um, both teams have a relatively good schedule for the rest of the season, so this is a crucial game. Um, in terms of the playoff race and, and potentially winning a wild card spot, totals forty eight and a half. Colts two point favourites um, across the board here. It's, it's all over the place. But what have you got here for uh, the stats insider model? Uh, we basically make this indie by two. Um, yeah, basically passing everything. Yeah. Uh, so Josh likes indie minus two. Um, he thinks it's a bit of a trap game for the for the Tennessee team after a, a huge win against uh, the Patriots at home. A lot of people will be, you know, pumping them up and, and excited about them, but consistency's always been an issue for the Titans after they've had wins like this. They just lay an egg the following week. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning Tennessee plus two, but I just ignore anything I'm about to say about this game. This is more putting my team in a win-win situation. If I back Tennessee plus two and I lose that game, then I'm happy my Colts have a win. So this is just me putting on my NFL fan hat um, and not being a, a punter here. So ignore anything I say about this game. So... That's that's my thoughts on, on that one. Uh, let's move on to Houston minus three at Washington. I preferred my Colts when I didn't care about their results so much. Like last year, it was great betting against them and winning money off it. But now that they actually have a chance to make the playoffs, it makes me very tough to, to evaluate them with my heart being uh, just so invested. But anyway, Houston minus three at Washington, um, 42 and a half. This is a battle between two teams that I have zero faith in or belief in whatsoever. I'm going to avoid this game in every possible way. Um, I don't want to watch either team. Um, I just do think that these two teams are really, really even across the board. So if Washington do get to plus three and a half, then just because they're so evenly matched and both so bad, I think that that's just, just too big a number between two two pretty bad teams or two overrated teams when you have a low total like that. Yeah, we have this Houston by just over two, two and a half. So Again, I pretty much agree with that. Three and a half, I think, would probably take us over to being an orange play on Washington. But, yeah, at the moment, with the prices, it is nothing. Yep, uh, Woot's left that blank for obvious reasons. Uh, all right, Tampa Bay at the Giants. Uh, the Giants are one and a half point favorites. Total is 52. 
I like the Bucks here, plus one and a half, and I kind of like the over as well. Um, it could be a rare double play for me in this game. I just like the Bucks. They they put up 500 yards last week. First team in NFL history to record 450 yards of total offense and still finish the game with three points or fewer. That, that can't happen again. They can't be that bad again in the red zone. Um, they are playing a, an easier defense here in the Giants. They, they drove up and down on the field against the Washington team, and I think they can do it again here against the Giants. And uh, these two teams are very evenly matched across the board. Um, so I'll take the underdog in this one. And, yeah, I like the the Bucks. I think it'll be Fitz magic this week after the Fitz tragic game last week. Uh, we made the Giants two-point favorites here, so 27-25 pass. Pass. Uh, all right, Denver at the Chargers. Oh, Wood has absolutely nothing on that one as well. Denver at the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are seven-point favorites at home at the StubHub Stadium, or StubHub Center, sorry, my apologies to the the uh, good people of StubHub. Uh, but uh, 46 and a half is the total. Uh, are you backing your Clippers here? <laughs> yeah, I went down. So Clippers minus six and a half, I think, will possibly push us over to Orange. Um, pass at minus seven and pass on total. It's, a, it's an avoid for me. Uh, I like the Chargers. I just can't trust them with special teams and whatnot here against Denver's defense and Denver in general. Um, and Denver have kind of become the new Chargers in losing close games in just miserable fashion so far this season. So I'm just going to avoid at all costs in that one. I'm keen to watch it, though. But, yeah, I will not be uh, betting on it. Uh, all right, Oakland at Arizona. Uh, this is the what I love to call uh, the filth bowl. We've got the 31st-ranked DVOA team against the 32nd-ranked DVOA team, which sounds terrible, but sign me up. I just find beauty in the ugliness. Um, so I'll be watching this game intently um, as a DVOA fan to see who prevails in this uh, for the mantle of the worst team in the NFL. But uh, Arizona are four-point favorites. The total's 40-and-a-half. What have you got um, so minus four has been going going back and forward from orange to no bet. Um, varying small variations there. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, I probably want minus three to be betting that personally. I just doubt someone it will get there. Um, pass on the total. Yeah, okay. Um, I like the under in this game. I think both teams, and I'm going to touch on this in my article, both teams are in the bottom third in a lot of key statistics in terms of um, sort of yards per play, plays per game, first downs per game, and then red zone efficiency. So I think um, a lot of this will be uh, some long drives that kind of go nowhere. Um, you'll see some David Johnson, see a lot of check, de- check downs from the Raiders to Jalen Rashad, and we won't see a lot of points here um, at all. So I like the under 41. I know it's a low total, but um, I just think this will, has all the makings of an of a ugly, low-scoring game. Uh, Josh likes the uh, the Arizona team here, minus four. He said the Raiders are 0-5 against the spread and straight up in their last five games, and they're 1-6 against the spread and 0-7 straight up in their last seven games as an away underdog between 3.5 to 7 points. So he's, uh, he's that's enough for him to pick the uh, Cardinals at home here, minus four. Um, if I was going to lean away, it probably would be that. Um, at least the... Cardinals are trying to win games. Uh, the, the Raiders just look completely uh, checked out at this point, so um, that's worth uh, worth looking at and worth noting. Uh, all right, uh, Philly at New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints are the highest favorite this week. They're nine point favorites at open seven and a half. Let's move straight to nine. Totals fifty four and a half here. 
Um, I think it's even moved up now to 56, so that's how much it's moved in a day. Um, so that's worth noting. Um, it's pretty crazy that uh, a team playing the defending Super Bowl champs is the biggest favorite of the week. Um, but here we are. And, uh, oh, man, Philly have been bad the last couple of weeks. They've let us down in some spots here. But plus nine is very tempting for a Super Bowl champion. Even though they've lost games, they've been competitive in all of them. Um, I just don't know if they can be that bad again. Um, but they do have a lot of injuries at corner. I touched on that in the DFS podcast. So I can see a big game from Michael Thomas here with no Ronald Darby, uh, who's out for the season. So it's a massive number for uh, two teams that were expected to be playoff teams. We've got the Super Bowl champs, but yeah, I'm going to avoid probably. Yeah, this was eight and a half when I uh, made my notes on this. Um, eight and a half, we were orange on New Orleans. Um, it's one I was hoping to come back to a bit later in the week and have a look at from a personal better perspective. Um, I don't generally like big underdogs, um, especially, you know, this kind of level. Yep. Um, but as you say, it's moved to nine now. As long as it stays around that, it may be worth a look. Um, it, yeah, an orange play for us on the Saints at the mm, moment. Wow. That's, that's strange. Normally the, the model likes the, the, the big underdog rather than the big favorite. It does, yeah, which implies it doesn't think much of Philadelphia. <laughs> Whoa, wow, it's crazy. Uh, you know, if they win if they win against Dallas like they should have, uh, this is probably under a touchdown. So mm-hmm. you're getting close to double digits here um, on a, on the defending Super Bowl champs. So um, it is pretty incredible, but uh, that's the nature of the NFL at the moment. It's, uh, it, it is pretty nuts. Um, all right, so uh, Sunday Night Football, Minnesota at Chicago. Chicago are three-point favorites here. Total is 45. What have you got uh, for us? Uh, so we have a small lean on the under 45, so a small edge there. Anything higher than that, 45 and a half, 46, we'd probably have an orange on the under. Um, nothing on the side at all. Yeah, it, this game got flexed into prime time, and I'm glad it is uh, in uh, in prime time. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to avoid this game. I, I like the Bears. I like the Vikings, but I, I just don't want to bet on this game um, at all. Um, I'm keen to watch it. I'm glad it got flexed into prime time over the Jags. Um, but yeah, nothing from me and Woot on this one. Uh, you know, Trubisky had his best game as a, as a, as a passer, but I want to see how he does, how he does against a, a good defense like Minnesota, who have dramatically improved since Everson Griffin returned from his, uh, sort of, uh, mental health based hiatus. And it's good to see him back and refreshed and, and feeling good, um, internally and externally. So, uh, yeah, th- this is a good game to watch, but, uh, certainly a tough game to bet on. I think the number and the totals spot on. All right, uh, well, the game of the week, obviously, is the Kansas City Chiefs at the LA Rams. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 63-and-a-half. As we said at the top of the show, this game got moved from Mexico in the high altitude to the to uh, the LA Coliseum. The Rams are still training in Colorado at the moment due to the fires. They can't actually return home, um, which is quite, uh, quite concerning, but it will help them training in that high altitude, I guess, for this game. So what's the model do here when you have such a high total? Um... It likes under. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it is one of the higher totals. It must be probably one of the highest totals we've seen. Um, we're leaning towards under. We're leaning towards the Rams. We make this Rams by five. From a betting perspective, I'd probably like to see a minus three. Um, that would probably be enough to get me over the line. Um, I'm not certain that I'd bet the under. It's not orange at the moment. It's just kind of a small edge. And given, so as we've talked about before, the kind of psychology and so on around those kind of totals and the frequency with which you see these kind of totals 
um, in the historic data for the model is probably one I'd stay away from the total one. Yeah, it's tough when you have a total so high. Um, but when you look at these two teams, both teams are just so much better on offense. They're absolutely killing it on offense compared to defense. Um, so it's hard to really trust trust the under. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> it's 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 such it's such a high number. It's just a staggering number how high this this total is. Um, as we said, we've never really seen anything like it. But uh, Josh has doubled down. He's 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 a big believer in this over fifty seven and a half rule. Uh, I don't think this game will drop under 57.5 like no, we've seen with a couple that. of other totals. Um, so could we see the start of an over 60 rule? Um, maybe, but uh, Josh is all over the over the Rams, minus 3.5, and, and the total uh, over 63.5. So he likes the Rams. He said to keep an eye on the injury report with uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, so that's something to watch. Um, I haven't been across his injury at all, so that's something I need to, to double-check. Um, but he's he's written that down, so... Um, that's something to double check, but yeah, he likes. He's got the rare, the rare double play. He's got the Rams here at home minus three and a half, over sixty three and a half. It's worth noting that when the uh, second ranked DVOA team plays the first ranked DVOA team, the second ranked team has won the last, uh, I think, three of the last four games between the two ranked uh, top DVOA teams. So that's something to something to note here. They are the home team. That's a big advantage. I guess that's why they're favourites by over a, over a field goal, but. Yeah, I think that three and a half is just a touch high for me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid at all costs um, and just enjoy this game. I think and just play a lot of uh, DFS and and maybe bet some player props as well and just for a bit of fun. So that's probably the way I'll go with that game. So uh, yeah, that that wraps up week eleven. We'll be back with a lock of the week. There are touchdowns and then there are. Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Gamble responsibly. Okay, lock of the week. Looking at it, it probably is the Jags. Uh, I think that's the way to go. Um, I don't feel great about it, but... Um, all three of us picked the Jags. So, um, you know, that's worked well when all three of us have been on the same page generally um, without much hesitation. So I think uh, you would agree. Yeah, I think it pretty much picks itself. It stands out amongst a lot of games we don't agree on. So, yeah, it has to be Jags plus yeah. six. Um, yeah, we'll see what line we end up with by the end of the week. Yeah, so Jags plus six. I mean, I, I don't imagine it could get to seven, but if it does, that that would just be unbelievable. Um, if anything, I think it'll go back the other way once uh, a few of the Sharpies. I know it's floating around that a lot of people are, are liking the Jags plus six from what I can sort of see on Twitter and read about um, online. So that's something to worth note. But uh, there we go. Jags plus six is the lock of the week for week 11. Uh, Daryl, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, welcome back. It's good to have you back and uh, look Thank forward to a, to a good week, a tough week, but uh, it should be an interesting one. There's plenty of... Uh, variations across the board between all three of us for week 11 so hopefully people can digest that and and please keep an eye out for my articles dropping uh tomorrow yep looks an interesting betting week looks a good week for watching as well um and yeah heading into the final stretch of the season let's see what we can do sounds great and uh we'll talk next week as always you can follow us on twitter at wooten and you can follow stats insider on twitter at stats insider and uh we'll be back next week